<laughs> What's kicking chickens? Uh, welcome back to Can We Fix It? I am your host, Maura Walsh, joined as always by my lovely and talented co-host, Jennifer the Vulpinator Douglas. How you doing, lady? Oh, I am great. Living the dream. Living the as fucking always. dream. As always. Yeah. I used to say at my old yeah. job, living the dream, but I haven't specified whether it's a good dream or a bad dream. Like, I could wake up in hell and it would take me two weeks to realize I wasn't at work. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's cold sweats every time. <laughs> um, I mean, not anymore. I obviously fucking love my job now. Uh, I super cannot complain. Um, but, well... Let's try that again. I can't complain about that. I can and will complain about many other things over the course of the next 40 minutes. So follow along, <laughs> friends. Um, starting with, I mean, basically this entire episode is dedicated to the patriarchy. Um, this morning, I don't remember exactly why it came up, but my son was talking about um, one of his friends at school. Their Their mom is pregnant with another child. And he was like, man, it sucks being a girl. And I was just like, you know what? You are absolutely right, my dude. I was like, it is so much easier to be a boy than it is to be a girl. He was like, Psh, I know. <laughs> and, <laughs> Little dude gets it. Right. And I was like, and you know what? And and I, I took the opportunity to tell him, like, it is not your fault that it sucks to be a girl and that it is significantly easier to be a boy. Um, I was like, you didn't do anything, right? And he was like, right. I was like, but just always keep that in mind when you're dealing with women. Um, for the rest of your life, just keep in mind whenever you're dealing with a woman um, that, like, her life is harder than yours. <laughs> it just exactly factor, factor that in. You know what I mean? Factor that shit in. Yeah. Um, and and so we're gonna dedicate an episode to to asking you guys to factor that shit in. Um, the Democratic Party this week. Jesus fucking Christ. It's like Kate Coyne McCoy made a bet with somebody at the beginning of this that she could get everybody in Rhode Island pissed off with her, like, by the end of her first year. And she just really wants to win that money. Like, the Democratic... Oh, like a $102,000 bet? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind of seems like it. Um, yeah. So, the Democratic Party has decided... Um, not only to not back the incumbent Democrat, Senator Janine Calkin, um, but also the woman who, like, went through one of the most devastating health scares that somebody could possibly go through this year, um, still managed to, like, vote from her fucking hospital bed. Um, yeah. And, and they're like, you know, just completely take the rest of their lives off and probably pack it in. But Janine was literally, you know, woke up from surgery and went, how fast can I get back to work? And what? how can you do that for me? Right. Because I love her dearly, but she's a fucking psychopath. That's why. Exactly. And she's a goddamn lunatic. And that's who you want in the state house fighting for you. Okay. Is the woman who right. wakes up from her coma and isn't like, hey, where's my husband? Or wakes up from her surgery, rather, her coma, her, uh, her, whatever, anesthesia. Thank anesthesia. You. Uh, yeah. And is, is like, hi, where's my husband? Okay. And number two, give me, give me on a Zoom. And how can I vote? Get me on a Zoom to the state house. Like, Jesus Christ, woman. Okay, why don't we talk about, like, 
physical therapy first? No, none of that. All right, whatever. And nope, nope, nope. When Mary Ellen um, announced that she had cancer and was, you know, actively living with cancer, the Democratic Party rolled out the fucking support wagons. They handled every volunteer, every fucking campaign staffer. They like went to fucking bat for her as well. They should have. Right. Because that's what you do for one of your colleagues who need you. How the fuck are you like, not only are you not going to help this person knock doors, like that would have been rude enough to be like, yeah, you're on your own, bitch. Good luck with that. Hope all those sidewalks in Warwick are wheelchair accessible. (laughs) Like to not only not do that, but to be like, yeah, um, so while you were in the hospital fighting for your life, we were fighting to choose a man with a penis uh, to replace you. Really glad to have utilized yeah. that time. So the Democratic Party put out a fucking mailer, like a, a fundraising thing, in support of uh, Janine Cawkins' opponent. I'm not even going to say his name, first of all, because I never fucking remember it. Uh, and second of yeah, all, I don't give a shit. Fuck him. We don't want to fucking give fuck him airtime because like, fuck you. Because the Democratic Party already is arguably giving him way too much. And so, like, we made the joke during the Thunderdome episode that Kate Coy McCoy was like, the Democratic Party supports the incumbent unless it's Moral Walsh. Um, but no, it turns out. Mean Culkin. Well, it's it's women, right? So yeah. like. It, be the, it, no, it's pro, it's the wrong kind of progressive women. The wrong kind of women, exactly, because it started with Maria Samini. Like we talked earlier uh, in earlier episodes about how at the state house, Saminied is a verb, um, and that is when you get too mouthy with the fucking speaker, and then they find somebody to run against you and give them all their money. And so when you would do something a little spicy, people would be like, "Hey, don't get yourself Saminied." Um, and, you know, she was the first one that it happened to. I believe they replaced her with McKiernan, that fucking bloated corpse of a man. Um, right. Uh, and then it happened to me. It happened to Teresa Tanzi. It happened to Marcia Wranglin Vassal, um, Janine Calkin. It's just, you know, any, any woman who has the cojones to stand up against leadership and, and speak their mind and try well, to get Well, I mean, actually, done. technically, it's anybody who doesn't have cojones, right? Because yeah, yeah. To, uh, just today, I found out that they, uh, the Speaker and the Senate President, are throwing a fundraiser in support of Brandon fucking Potter. Oh. Oh. That's nice. I wonder what the difference is. Between all those people that I listed and Brandon. I wonder if it's like the big, you know, like, I wonder if there's like a big noticeable difference. Maybe That's that funny because like Brandon and Dean have kind of the same voting record when you think about it. Right. You know. Right. He was in the, the co-op. House. I mean, they support the same thing. He's still a progressive. He's They're still. Not, yeah, it's still progressive. One's not really more radical than the other. I think the um, difference the is difference like the, is the one voted for leadership and one maybe did not. Huh. Well, that and the and the other difference being like the flappy little piece of skin between his legs. Um, exactly. Oh, the scrotum issue. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. They were looking for that. For that. Uh, That's wild. That's wild. For that yeah. dick energy. I mean, he's no That's Sam Zurier. I'm just assuming here. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, can't stop, won't stop. Um, but yeah, it's just very, it's very interesting to me. And one of the things that the patriarchy relies upon um, is a certain segment of women who are willing to further the patriarchy if it gets them a couple of crumbs off the table. Um, yep. And, you know, th- that's a really tough conversation that we as women need to have with each other, right? Because I know that I have definitely gotten shit for, like, calling out a sellout Democrat and having somebody direct message me and be like, I don't know that it's okay to, like, you know, talk about which races this person worked on. Like, she's just, she's a woman. She's just, like, trying to get ahead and, like, is taking the jobs. And I'm just like, okay, but, like, if she didn't do it, they would have to find somebody else, you know? And that would be cool, too. Um, Because the fact that Kate Coyne McCoy is, like, really totally fine with spending her first year as the chair of the Democratic Party just stabbing bitches in the back, like, that requires a level of adherence to the the boys with the pants on told me what to do and there's the ones in charge you know yeah like, i got i have a problem when it's wealthy white women that do it i have a problem when it's anybody who does it and that's where i get in trouble yeah i've got but i've got a real big problem i especially have a really big problem when it's a woman who sat down with our women's caucus on a public meeting which we have on our on our Facebook page that you can go and watch. I think it was either April or May of this year. And she sat down and she told us her job, her primary job, was to protect the incumbents in the party. And that was her job. Not and now that. her her people are on a host committee not protecting our fucking incumbents. Our our woman progressive incumbent. So like, what that are fucking the fucking bullshit. rules here? And this was one of my big complaints up there, just in general, right? Is that I kept getting in trouble for breaking rules that weren't fucking rules. <laughs> like, no, it's just whims. Well, well, whims. And, it, well, not and it's rules. not just that; it's all unspoken, right? Like, I think I talked about the time that the whip came up and asked me, like, "Oh, do you know what you're doing on this?" And I was like, "Yeah, I listen to the debates and then I vote based on that." And he just looked at me and I was like, oh, that was definitely the wrong answer. But exactly. I don't know what the right question. answer was. And then he walked away. And I was like, well, I fucked that up. And like, I think Blake Filippi was beside me and he was just like, oh, buddy, no. Oh, no. A rookie move, bud. <laughs> you know, because like. <clears throat> you don't know. Right. Right. And to be clear, the first year that I got there, I voted for the speaker. And they still fucking primaried me. So, like, there are no goddamn rules. You literally just have to have a penis. I think maybe every, you know what? Maybe I have found a solution here. Maybe every woman candidate just goes out and buys herself a giant dildo. Shoves it in. Here's the, okay. (laughs) I had, like, this really domineering and insufferable roommate who we shall call Lindsay. Um, And our mutual, uh, our, our one male roommate, Stephen, came to me one day and was like, dude, I had this terrifying dream last night that Lindsay went out and bought like a three foot long, just like giant black dick and that she used it 
to like lord over us and like make us do things like she would come up behind me and like lay her dick on my shoulder while i was playing video games and she would be like it's my turn for the tv and i'd be like it's your turn for the tv or like she would come into the kitchen and you and i would be like oh i want to order chinese food for dinner and she'd be like we're having pizza and we'd be like we're having pizza that's a good call because there's something like inherently terrifying about a dick that large so i think all the female candidates just need to go out and buy themselves a big old dick from the amazing store like a two three footer okay like a bachelorette party dick all right okay and just lay them on our desk and yeah and just whenever they come at you just you know like talk with it like it's your pointer you know, like it's like you're a teacher and you're fucking using it to point out the vowels on the chalkboard. Just be like, listen, motherfucker. Like, I will fucking. I, I, I don't know. I feel like you might actually win that dick swinging contest. If for nothing else, you'll throw them off their rhythm. Exactly. Exactly. We just have to throw them off their game a little bit. And if it's with a great big dick, that's what we're going to have to do. Every time, every time they deny a female incumbent. Woman incumbent, the the endorsement. She should just like come back to the party with a dick and be like, "I believe you've made a mistake. <laughs> I'm a Democrat with a dick. I believe I believe you've made a mistake. I'm a Democrat with a dick. I think that's all they need. It seems like it. It seems like that's the only fucking rule is that like you you be a Democrat and you have a penis. Like that's just do that and you can be part of the team. Otherwise, like you gotta you gotta go. I fucking hate it here. <laughs> I do too. I hate it so I much. I do too. And honestly, just the amount of fucking uh the amount of emotional labor that that women do for free every day uh is is exhausting um liana kassar yeah. is a representative uh i want to say it's bristol but it could be warren it's well you know rich right. rich it's people in water area. you know oh there i'm such a dick i'm sorry liana um she once gave me like the best explanation for why men can become so troublesome so quickly. Um, she said, you know, your in your average white man is not living life uh with discomfort, right? They Ever. they walk around at like a zero. <laughs> uh she's yeah. like, I am a black woman, so I'm just like hovering around a seven or eight all day, every day. Um and I was like, yep, single, single woman. I'm, I'm at about a four, but I feel you. Um, mm -hmm. And so for them, for, for men, right, they'll hit a two and be like, the world is falling down around my feet. And like, yeah, like lose that's their shit. For them. And women are like, bitch, that is an easy Monday. Like, what is your fucking problem? What is your problem? Yeah, that's like a great day for us. That's it like really a is. Great day. And. You know, a lot of it is that women for generations have been expected to do a certain level of emotional and honestly physical labor that men are not expected to do. Um, mm -hmm. But like, I don't know what point it starts at because my fucking seven year old pulls this shit with me all the time where he'll be laying on the couch, you know, looking at his switch and he'll ask me to find something for him. 
And I'll look at him and I'll be like, did you look for it? And he's like, no. And I'm like, yeah, I'm your mother, not your maid. That's, that's like a you, that's a you thing. You gotta, yeah, you gotta you. handle that. Um, and it's just, it's very interesting to me that the patriarchy really genuinely does rely on um, both men being absolutely silent because I don't see a whole lot of Democratic dudes coming out um, of the Senate chambers being like, yo, that's fucked up. <laughs> she just got out of the hospital and you're already trying to fucking replace her. Like, dick move. Like, dick move. Yeah. Haven't heard any of them say yeah. shit. Um, and it I also requires... One of them say shit. Right. And it also requires women to to do a lot of the heavy lifting on that and be like, yeah, no, this is fine. This is totally fine. Fucking over, uh, fucking over a progressive woman, stabbing her directly in the back for, uh, for no reason other than, uh, I can. Yeah, no, I can get behind that. You pay me enough money. I can, I can sleep tonight. I'll be all right. Yep. Like I assume I, that uh... she just hangs upside down in a closet to sleep. Um, Kate coin McCoy, that is, um, but you know, I could be wrong. Yeah, I didn't see many colleagues um, coming out against that, to be perfectly honest, um, when, when we put that on Twitter a few days ago. Not not too many people uh, in the Senate were too supportive. Saw a couple a couple reps were. were. That was nice. But, um, yeah, a little disappointed in a few people. Well, That's all I'm going to say about it. I think that, I think that rolls nicely into, uh, into being disappointed with a few more people. Um... Uh, yeah, a whole lot of people actually. Yeah, like hundreds. Yeah, hundreds, hundreds with an S. Um, yeah, with an S. So here's here's the deal, you guys. I know that this show seems like it's all fun and games. Um, like we just get drunk and make up our stories and uh, carry on about our business. It's not. It's work. Okay, like it's genuine work, not just between the finding of the topics and the scheduling of the guests and the making sure that the content doesn't suck. But in the fact that uh, our listeners, many of you, uh, I'm not going to say all of you, but many of you are uh, sensitive little bitch babies who for some reason continue to listen to this show every week, even though it makes you poop your pants and cry wah, 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 all the way home to your mommies. Um, and you have the ridiculous uh you've made the ridiculous assumption that jen and i give a flying fuck about this okay nobody is making you listen to this podcast if you listen to this podcast and you get butthurt about it enough to fucking facebook message me and email me every week about how wrong i am and how i should have held this person's feet closer to the flames and how you are outraged at first of all motherfucker none of you pay me so i'm not really sure how you have the balls to come to me with complaints about a podcast that you listen to for free. For free. Get your head out of your ass. If you don't like the content, fucking turn it off. I don't know what to tell you. You know what I mean? Like, this has become exhausting to not just do the work of coming up with good topics. A, making sure we're accurate. How many fucking times do we issue retractions or corrections? Because we actually yeah, give well, a fuck. Because we actually care. Right, you ever heard John DeFucking Poopdrow? Like, 
come up with a retraction? No, never. You ever heard Jean Valicenti? Like, no. These actual reporters like, don't give, like, these yeah. fucking talking heads don't give a flying fuck about being accurate or truthful. And we, two drunk bitches in my basement, are, like, going out of our way to make sure that we don't hurt anybody's feelings. And yet, my God, are you guys but hurtable? Like, I cannot, we could do an entire episode about how, I don't know, people who kick puppies are, like, not good people. And we would still, between Jen and I, get 50 messages about how we have it all fucking wrong. And, oh, don't even get me started on the motherfuckers who tell me that I'm wrong and then repeat to me. All of the opinions that I just shared in the 40-minute podcast, but they're repeating it with a penis. So do you see how it's different, Jen? Do you see how it's 100%. different when I say it than when a penis explains it to me in the exact same words? You know, do you we see? Get it? It's, I'm so, yeah. thank you so much for explaining I'm my grateful. own opinion to me. I am. I'm so grateful. I'm so, I'm so grateful great. when I get a three-page diatribe on how I'm wrong. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank oh, you. Oh, for me, it's the motherfuckers. You made it so clear. It's the motherfuckers who are all about having my name in their mouths when it's convenient for them publicity-wise. <clears throat> and then the minute we do an episode... Just like unfollows me on Twitter, unsubscribes from the patron, like you're dead to me. It was funny when you were holding everybody else accountable, but when you do it to me, it cannot be tolerated. Like, yes, I'll really miss your five fucking dollars, Aaron. I'm sure, I'm sure it'll make a huge impact in my life. Like, guys, I can't stress enough how exhausting you people are as fucking listeners. You are jackals. You're jackals. And I'm not here for it. Okay? I'm not here for it. We came here to do a fucking service for you. Okay? I was like, hey, I was up at the state house, and turns out it is fucking insane out there, and none of the things that they say they're doing, they're actually doing. I just want to do a podcast to explain to you how, like, it's not good, and it's not going well, and we really need to, like, pay attention more. And you guys were like, you don't talk about Twitter beef enough and I hate it. Like, every time we tried to do a fucking informative episode, that shit tanked. We do a fucking hour and a half diatribe on how every wing of the Democratic Party is garbage in its own respective way, and you guys ate that shit up. What the fuck? It's like you want the world to suck. It's like you want your government to blow ass. And it's like you want us to hate you, which, congratulations, we do. Okay, we don't hate you. That was too strong. We love you, but that is why we feel like we need to hold you accountable, okay? A little bit. A little bit? We, we no, need, let's be, let's... We need to feel a little bit of a love back. How's that? So, here's the thing. As, as we have mentioned, this podcast has gotten harder, not easier over the months. I have lost friends over this, which is just tragic on their part that you would take anything in this podcast that fucking seriously, that we would need to end a friendship over it. Like, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, we've lost friends. We've lost allies. 
we've put ourselves in the direct path of destruction with the Democratic Party. Oh, my God. Um, the establishment hates yeah. me more now than they did when I was up there, which is, like, deeply impressive, honestly, on my part. Um, exactly. It's not great for me either. I'm running for office. Yeah. Come on. But not pretty. Here's here's what's here's what's frustrating, right? Is that like I had this mental goal um, that when when I first started this podcast, everybody and their fucking mother was starting podcasts. And yes, I very much wanted to educate you guys and make sure that you knew what was going on up there. Um, but I also wanted to make sure that I was never like that asshole in his basement recording a podcast that like, it's just me and my mom that listen to it, but she's a real great listener. And every year she votes at best podcast at the mom awards. Um, and I made this, you know, kind of mental goal that if we had 40 patrons by the one year mark, then I would feel like we weren't just shouting impotently into the wind um right and we yeah, hovered we like at the void <clears throat> we have hovered dude like we've gotten all the way up to 39 and then a couple of you get butt hurt and we go right back down to 37 and then we make it up to 38 and then you guys get fucking butt hurt again and then we fucking get back down to 35 and over the course of the last two episodes, which arguably were not even that harsh. Like, we lost three patrons over the course of two episodes. Um, a couple of them, I know, were people who were butthurt about the content. I'm not going to name names because I'm not that much of an asshole. Um, I was going to say I'm not an asshole, but let's be honest, I'm totally an asshole. Um, no, let's be truthful here. We are assholes. We are That's absolutely okay. assholes. Um, but I uh, I checked in with our producer to be like, oh man, like our our listenership numbers, you know, must must also be in the toilet. Must be terrible, yeah. No, you pieces of shit. More of you are listening now than ever before. More of you are complaining now than ever before, and less of you are paying. Eat an entire bag of dicks. Fuck you. Yeah, hundreds, hundreds. With an S, S of listeners per Several episode. Several hundreds of you per episode are tuning in every week. And I also want to be clear that the majority of the people who are complaining to me in my DMs pay me zero fucking dollars a month. I am done doing free emotional and physical labor. I am 31. I am a single mother. My time is too goddamn valuable. And honestly, this shit is not worth the $30 a month that we are making to fucking do this every fucking week. Like, it is not worth it to have to tune in to all the obnoxious, petty Twitter beefs between, like, who's the Michael Phelps of the progressive community this week? It's all of you, okay? You're all pissing in the pool. You're all selfish assholes, and we would all kick you off the team given the fucking first chance. Like, it's not, it's just, it's not worth it anymore. And if yeah. you guys want to rally, <clears throat> this is the one time in our lives where we are going to be blatant, unfettered capitalists. Okay? Exactly. Money fucking talks. 
It has been Where's a my money, year Brian? of this podcast. Where's my money, Brian? Where's my fucking money? <laughs> you have money for that sweet mustache. Where's my fucking money, Brian? Um, yeah, like it's been a straight up year. Uh, we have been steadily building listenership. We have been hearing from those few of you that don't constantly complain and nitpick like a bunch of fucking assholes that like you loved the police reform series you loved the back to the races everybody fucking adored thunderdome ourselves included let's be totally honest people love the lieutenant governor series people like a lot of the things we do and if you like it you can go ahead and fucking pay for it until then yeah can we fix it is taking a hiatus Possibly temporarily, possibly forever. I guess that kind of depends on you guys, okay? Because we did our job, all right? We did an entire year dedicated to the dumpster fire that is Rhode Island politics. We, we, We did the work. And now, now comes the invoice, bitch. Here's, yep. the in, here's the Consider invoice. Consider this our invoice for emotional labor. Consider this our invoice for emotional labor indeed. You want us to keep making episodes? You can go ahead and let us know with your dollar dollar bills, y'all, on Cash App yeah. at CWFI. That is Can We Fix It? I know you guys know the name of the podcast. You know it well enough to type into iTunes and fucking write one-star reviews about it. Jesus Christ, how boring is your life? Jesus Christ. You know, it costs zero dollars to mind your fucking business. That's an interesting, interesting little tidbit for you. Um, So Cash App, CWFI, Patreon.com, slash Can We Fix It? Um, Other than that, like... I love you. I love you all very dearly. I did this, you know, because I wanted for you all to know what was going on up there. Um, I mean, I still get those sweet, dirty deets from the sitting reps and senators. Like, we have, yeah, we have so much fun shit that we could be discussing. That we've just decided that, like, you know, we do all this big talk about how, like, women need to command and demand respect. Um, and yet, you and I spend hours every week willingly putting effort into this show only to have, let's be honest, mostly men, uh, complain for the duration yeah. of the rest of the days. This shit drops on Friday. And from fucking Friday afternoon to about Tuesday or Wednesday... All yeah, I get is But but what are we doing by Monday and Tuesday night, Jen? Working on oh, and recording the next perfect. episode. So it's like this yep. miserable fucking cycle where I gotta tune in to your fucking ridiculous ass Twitter beefs every fucking minute of the day. Like I wanted to take a social media break this month. I deleted my Facebook and my Messenger. It was fucking glorious, and I wanted to get rid of my Twitter. And then I was like, oh right. I can't because I have to be available to these fucking jackals so you can all tell me that my sound quality is garbage and my laptop is old. Hmm, I wonder why. Maybe it's because I do this shit for free, you dicks. Yeah, we can't afford to upgrade. But you know what? If the 300 people that tuned in every single week gave a goddamn dollar, a couple of gave a goddamn dollar. 
Tyler, we would have a new mic for Jen. We would have a laptop that didn't take 45 minutes to process a 20-minute segment. We look like professionals. We wouldn't sound like Kenny from South Park humming through a fucking tin can. Like and it would be nice that Maura and I could actually split the split the proceeds from that. We could get some new equipment, and I could feed my sixteen-year-old son for like you know the part-time job that this is. That'd be great. I'm a. I mean, let's be honest. There's no job right. in the world that would feed a sixteen-year-old boy uh, in this one is true. paycheck. But it would help. It would. It would absolutely help. It just like. <laughs> Guys, we we are we're moms. We already do a lot of unpaid labor. Um, we are women, so our labor is worth less than yours. Um, and yeah, if you want if you want more episodes, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to let us know in the only way that matters monetarily, motherfuckers. We talk about socialism. <laughs> we talk a big game about socialism until it's our turn. Give me my fucking money. No, actually, you know what? This is socialism. Share some of your riches with yeah, me. Yeah, share some of your wealth with us, and we will share some of our knowledge with you. I mean, who That's else? It's going to work from now on. Who else is going to give you the sweet details on the 51st Dates Governor? All right? Ted Nessie's not going to cover that. He has standards. Okay? Who else? It's true. Who else is going to come up with amazing nicknames for your fucking politicians? You think Tim oh, White? Dan the Forgettable Man. Have you, you forgotten about Dan the Forgettable Man? Of course you <laughs> of course you have I'm uh Jen, this is embarrassing. I believe his name is Dave. Wow, that's shit. That's really awkward. You just got the governor's name wrong. Well Wait. see, that's my whole point. Yeah, we could have done we an entire episode just on stuff. Dave today and his fucking useless ass. But you know what? I'm not going to. Because again, I'm not doing any more work for free. I'm tired, I'm hungry, I'm sick of ramen. So goddamn sick of ramen. I, like, still have a, I still have a hangover from the $2 pink champagne I had to drink on my birthday because you motherfuckers wouldn't pay us. <laughs> All right? All right? Can we talk about that? That was in September. September. I feel like we keep oscillating between, like, a Charles Dickens character and, like, Whitey Bulger. We're like, please, sir. Please, sir. I just need it for my families. And if you don't give it to me, you're going to find your fucking dog dead. Your cat's dead. Your family's going to be in the river with the fishes. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm sorry. I'm just hungry. And when I'm hungry, I'm, I get well, I'm not sure which cat. Tactic's going to work better, so we're going with a whole host of them right now, okay? We're going <laughs> to make you feel bad. <laughs> we're playing good cop, bad cop. Mom, but I'm angry. We're playing good cop, bad cop with ourselves. I am the good cop <laughs> and the bad cop. Same time. <laughs> See? And the fact that you guys don't pay for this quality content. Jesus, you know what? You Maybe. did this to us. You broke us. You broke us. Oh you my did. God. You broke us down. This is where we're at right now. And that's, and like, here's the thing is like, we had plateaued for a couple of months where we were hovering at the same number of patrons, which was very itchy for me. Uh, because for a while there, we were basically getting like a person per episode. And I was like, we are fucking killing it. Um, and then we plateaued a little bit. Uh, and I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Like shit happens. Like, we'll wait. Um, 
And then when numbers started dipping down, that's when I was like, wow, fuck you guys. Really rude. You're rude. Um, and I think that one of the best things is knowing, knowing your worth and knowing, uh, knowing when it's time to take a step back and maybe see if there's another hobby that doesn't make you quite so angry. Um, and exactly. just so we're clear, Jen and I will continue to get together every week and get drunk and shit talk everything that's happening in politics. You guys just won't get to hear it. And, um, Ex- yeah, and that's a real shame for the rest of you. <laughs> and, uh, and, and to be, uh, and to, to be very clear, we're allowed to do this because the fact is the, the sad thing is there's 300 of you out there who are listening to these episodes every week, <laughs> you know? We're not taking a step back because the show's tanking. We're taking a step back because the show's doing really fucking well. And, and it we should be reflecting in a more mm, tangible way. This is what we call in the service industry the verbal tip. Uh, as a waitress, you always get real fucking worried when your customer is like being way too nice about how good the service was. Um, because usually that means that they're not giving you money. Uh, they're considering that compliment to be uh, the the tip that they're leaving you. Um, and so there would definitely be times where we'd have like an older couple in and they would just be like, oh my God, and you just knew everything we needed before we said it. And you'd go back to the hostess and like, oh, they're going to fuck me. Oh, they verbal tipped me so hard. Oh, oh they're probably yes. not even going to leave enough to cover the bill. Oh, I'm so fucked on this. Um, and that's what this feels like. Yeah, this feels like, that sweat that I used to get every time I was opening a <laughs> opening a diner bill, being like, "Oh, I really hope you left me enough, you pieces of shit." Um. So yeah, we're we're gonna be gone. We're gonna be gone for a while. Um. And you'll hear from us uh, when we hear from you, motherfuckers. So I am the one who knocks. That doesn't make any sense in this context, but I've just always wanted to use it in an episode. <laughs> And God damn it, you do that. God damn it, I do that. Doing this shit for free. Um, all right. In the meantime, stay safe. Get vaccinated, please, for the fucking love of God. And go be a good neighbor, I guess. <laughs> or not. We don't care anymore. <laughs> right? At this point, who gives a shit? You're not my neighbors. I don't fucking care. My neighbors are great. My neighbors are bunny rabbits. Fucking tomato plants. I have a flying fuck. Go be exactly the kind of neighbor that your neighbor is to you. How about that? Let's have some. Let's have some eye for an eye. Eye for an eye. Give you something to reflect on. Yeah, give you something to reflect on. Your neighbors. You don't deserve this podcast. Goodbye, my friends. See you soon. Maybe.